Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again, man. Back at it again. And it is time to talk Jets. Let me tell you, we got quite a bit to talk about. A lot of things going on around the NFL, particularly with the New York Jets. We got to talk about what we're looking like coming out of, you know, free agency is continuing, but we're coming out of that first wave. This is kind of like the second wave of free agency. Looking to see, hey, we're the New York Jets now with the signings that we've made. You know, have we improved? How much better could we get? Because there's still some guys out there that we can end up grabbing. You know, what should the Jets do there? So we're going to be discussing that. We're also going to be discussing some things about Makai Becton as well. A lot of people not happy with Makai Becton, all right? Your boy got some pushback. <laughs> we're defending Makai Becton. People tried to get after me. There's a lot of people that want to get rid of him and all this other stuff. We're going to be talking about all that stuff, man. Talking about the New York Jets wide receiver position as well. There's holes there. We need to discuss what to do. There's a lot to talk about. We got pro days, all kind of things flowing. So we're going to get shaking and popping. Listen, I am the man of the people. I am here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, folks, your boy's on iTunes, man. Can we get on iTunes, please, and subscribe to your boy's show on iTunes? Go on iTunes, search The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Give me a rating, okay? People hit me with that five-star rating. Salutes and thanks to everybody that does that. But you know what I'm saying? Leave me a five-star rating and leave me some feedback. What do you folks think about what I'm doing here? I enjoy reading the comments about what I'm doing and how much you guys like you know, my show and, and, and talking about all that stuff. Just let me know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Leave me some feedback. I enjoy that. Also on Twitter as well, at YoungJ000. You know, that's my Twitter. Go back and forth. The show's Twitter is at the Long Beach Joe. You know what I'm saying? Go there, at the Long Beach Joe. And, uh, you know, follow that page as well. Let's go back and forth. Let's talk about football. Let's talk about the Jets. For those of you that listen to me on Blog Talk Radio, you know, Blog Talk, backslash the Long Beach Joe show. You know what I'm saying? For those of you that listen to me on there, guess what? We also live stream the show as well. We live stream the show. We talk about things here live on YouTube, okay? Come on over to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Put that in there. Hit that search bar on YouTube. Click in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on your notifications so when I post content, y'all be in the know. You want to hit me up, talk about Jets? We can go back and forth on there as well. I drop all kinds of content on there. We talk about the team. We also game. We do a lot of stuff over there. So come on over. You know what I'm saying? See your boy's face. I'm handsome. What can I say? You know what I'm saying? So salute to everybody that does all those things. Man, we got a lot to get into today. A lot of talk, a lot of things going down right now. The Jets, you know, have made some key signings in free agency so far, but there's still holes. There's still things that need to be addressed within this New York Jets football team, right? And I think one of the first things we start to look at is the wide receiver position, okay? You look at the wide receiver position, there's some things there. Yes, we got Corey Davis, we got Elijah Moore, but after them, and we also got Braxton Berrios, who we brought back to, but after that, there's some question marks, lots of question marks. And so you look at this situation, 
And you look at some of the guys that we've passed up right in free agency. There's been this fan base has gone off. I'm talking about gone off about some of the guys that, you know, we weren't able to grab because we walked into free agency this year really hoping that we would grab one of these guys that was constantly talked about. So you look at guys like Calvin Ridley. We all know what happened with him. He gets suspended for gambling. There was a lot of talk about the New York Jets being connected to him via trade, but we couldn't, you know, definitely wasn't going to make that move for him. Once he got suspended, we moved on. Then you look at a guy like Amari Cooper. A lot of people got upset when the Jets didn't trade for him, and he only went for a fifth and swapping six rounders. But, again, when you looked at what he was making at the time, I know that he, you know, definitely uh, brought, brought his salary down a little bit for the Browns, but what he was making at the time, and, again, <laughs> that was not going to work for the New York Jets and how we were trying to build. So Amari ended up going to the Browns. A lot of Jets fans were upset now, with that. Now, more recently, New York Jets fans absolutely got upset when Robert Woods, okay, the Rams traded Robert Woods for a six-rounder to the Tennessee Titans, and there was a lot of Jets fans that just blew their stack over that. We're going to be talking about that tonight as well, too. Now, I'll look at this situation like this. Woods, solid wide receiver in this league. I'm not going to down him. He's a talented guy, right? But he's a 30-year-old wide receiver. He's coming off of freshly having an ACL tear, and he's got a big contract as well. I can see why the New York Jets did not make that move. I have no issues with it. I have no issues with him, you know, going to the Titans. I'm not crying about it whatsoever. I understand that some Jets fans wanted him. But when you look at all the factors that come with him, hey, the Jets didn't get him, and that's fine because we have so many more options. We also saw Allen Robinson as well sign with the Rams. But as we continue to flow through free agency, I think we saw something. That Christian Kirk contract, Man, that Christian Kirk contract jacked up the wide, wide receiver market in free agency like crazy. Because this guy, Christian Kirk, got four years and $84 million. It was insane. The Jaguars are just handing out deals like candy. <laughs> They're spending money like, it's, like crazy. So when you looked at the market, it started to really get out of hand. So then I looked at the situation. My wheels got turned, and I said, hey, look, we got Corey Davis. We got Elijah Moore. We got Braxton Berrios. Denzel Mims is, I think, is question, one of the biggest question marks on the roster. Right? I know a lot of people are screaming about, well, we got Mims. We'll be all right. Listen, Denzel Mims never plays, okay? He just he doesn't. I, I think, again, and we'll be talking about him as well, too. I've talked to multiple people. Look, depending on Denzel Mims to come in and give you something, I'm telling you, you're setting yourself up for, for a disappointment because we saw this year that Denzel Mims, even when we were down multiple wide receivers, was not being put in the game, was not able to produce at all. We saw guys get signed off the street. I'm talking off the street. I remember we got, brought a guy in, a wide receiver named Black, that came in off the street and had more targets and receptions than Denzel Mims, and Denzel Mims had been on the roster all year, and this was in a game where we were decimated at wide receiver. We had injuries galore. Elijah Moore was gone. Corey Davis was gone. There were so many guys out, and we still could not see Denzel Mims do anything in that life. So until Denzel Mims does something, and I love Mims. I was a champion. I was championing him. He was the guy that I wanted to show up last year, but until he does something, I can't count on him. I can't. So when you look at this situation here, there's still some guys out there in free agency. I think Jarvis Landry is one of those guys I would be interested in. But then you start to look and turn towards the draft, and that's where I think the New York Jets are going to go. 
I think the best thing the New York Jets could do is bring back Keelan Cole, right, re-sign that guy who's a guy that absolutely performed for us. When he was called upon, he made some big catches as well, some freakish catches too, you know what I'm saying, over guys, just catches that we didn't think he was going to be able to make, right? And he was a solid quality piece here. I'd have no issues with the New York Jets bringing back Keelan Cole and continuing for going into the draft and bringing in a guy like Drake London. Everyone knows I'm a big SC guy, but I'm not here to, you know, pump SC, SC, SC. I'm a homer. Fight on. I'm not that guy. I am a guy that's about talent. And let me tell you something. Drake London is serious business. We're talking about a guy who's a big basketball player. He goes up and gets the football. Absolutely. Can go up high pointed and do whatever it takes. Big catch radius, which helps Zach Wilson because, again, Zach Wilson doesn't have to be super accurate. Just get it in his location, and he'll go up and handle business right? Solid hands, can absolutely make plays. He's got solid speed, but a thing that I think a lot of people don't talk about when they, when they talk about him is his ability run blocking. It's solid, man. It's solid. He's a solid run blocker. We're in a run-first offense. This guy could absolutely come in and help us. Really like Drake London and what he would bring to the table. Chris Oclave is another guy as well. I think we would probably be interested in the draft. I like Chris Oclave. Also like Trish, uh, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks is a guy that's sliding down the board. There's a, I don't know what's going on. I know that he didn't run the most aggressive 40. People didn't necessarily love his 40 time. But there's been a lot of talks about him sliding as well. Garrett Wilson is also another guy I think the New York Jets should look at. So there's a lot of options for the Jets at wide receiver. And I really would like to see them attack the position in a certain way, particularly, again, heading into the draft because I just think the – the wide receiver market and free agency is, is getting so crazy. And then when you look at the situation of the draft as well, speaking on the draft, Matt Ryan ended up getting traded to the Colts for a third-round pick, which then affects the New York Jets' draft situation, right? My wheels also got turning when this situation happened because I looked at this situation and I said, okay, well, now you look at it, right? The Falcons definitely need a quarterback. You look at the Carolina Panthers, they definitely need a quarterback as well. And there's other teams as well, like the Seattle Seahawks, that need a quarterback. Now the Jets are sitting at four. We've talked in the past about the New York Jets dealing the 10th pick and possibly trading down and doing whatever they could do there with, with players that are falling to their board and gaining more capital. But what about that fourth pick? Because if you look at the situations that we were in need of, we were talking about tight end, we needed that, we shored that up. We were talking about offensive line. Hey, we went and got Lakeland Thomason, big guard, so that kind of shores that up, right? If you want to go forward with, with McGovern there at center, and we'll see who comes out of Makai Becton and, and, and George Fant, that scrum, but either way, you got your left and your right tackle. You know, there were so many needs there. Corner, that was talked about as well. We got DJ Reed. I mean, there was so much going on. We went and shored up our tight end position with Uzama, and we went and got – you know, Conklin as well. There's so many things that people were talking about that were needs, and, and he took care of so many of them. He took care of so many of them in free agency, right? So now when you look at that fourth pick, the way it's going to fall, I could see a team like the Carolina Panthers saying, hey, I don't want to sit at six. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get jumped by another team, especially when, again, we're, we're already hearing reports that they've come out and told Baker Mayfield, no, thank you. Okay, we know you're on the market, but you ain't coming here. You know, we're good. So they're clearly going to be looking for a quarterback, I believe, in this upcoming draft because, again, I don't think they're all in on Sam Darnold. Okay, respect to Sam, but he's, you know, on that fifth-year option, he's making $18 million this year, and they were aggressively pursuing Deshaun Watson. 
So that tells you if they were fully sold on Sam Darnold, I don't think they would have pursued Sam or pursued Deshaun Watson like that. So I think Carolina's definitely going to be looking for a quarterback. You look at Atlanta, they they you know move on from Matt Ryan. They immediately bring in Mariota, but Mariota's definitely not their future. They have to be looking for a quarterback in this upcoming draft. And guess what? They're sitting at eight. Do you want to sit at eight and watch the board fall to you and possibly get jumped as well? Or do you want to move ahead, right, move ahead of Carolina, move ahead of maybe another team that's going to try to jump you and grab yourself a quarterback? By the way, Malik Willis, that boy had an amazing pro day, okay? And that does nothing but bode well for the New York Jets because that fourth pick becomes even more tempting. Come get this guy, okay, from Liberty that is performing out here, that's throwing bombs, that the arm strength and everything else is there. Come get this guy and make it happen with your football team. Come get your future quarterback. There's also another team out there as well that's looking for a quarterback. And we'll get to the lines in a second, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. There's another team out there that's looking for a QB, Seattle Seahawks. Just got rid of Russell Wilson, got Drew Locke in the building. There's no way Drew Locke can be your future. There's no way you're thinking that. Will the Seattle Seahawks want to move up from nine to four? Do you want to do that? If you do, they've got a piece there that could possibly, you know, help them move up as well. Could you see the Seattle Seahawks trading us DK Metcalf in exchange for our fourth-round pick, and we get their ninth, and we keep it moving? Could you see that happening? I want to hear from you folks tonight. 515-602-9639, we're going to be talking about that. I'll tell you what, that would be amazing. There's been a lot of talks about DK Metcalf, you know, possibly being traded, a lot of rumors swirling. I don't know what's going to happen in Seattle, but I'll tell you what, a draft day trade like that could happen. It absolutely could happen. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. We're also going to be talking about Becton hate as well. There's a lot of people that cannot stand Makai Becton, a lot of Jets fans that can't stand the guy, all right? I don't know what's going on. I don't know why, but there's a lot of Jets fans that can't stand him. Mike White also signed his, uh, his restricted free agent tender. So, you know, he's back. Everything's good to go there. We also got Jamison Crowder going to the Bills, signing for, I think, $4 million. Boy, he's going to try to light us up this year. I already know it. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. First call I'm going to is my guy, Chris. Chris, I'm coming directly to you. Chris, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. How are you feeling, man? Good, man. What's going on? I'm all right. I'm all right. Listen, Chris, we talking Jets tonight. We're talking wide receivers. Give me your thoughts about the New York Jets situation at wide receiver right now. Are you comfortable with the Jets, you know, not chasing a guy in free agency and getting into this draft and making it happen there? Um, the draft is a crapshoot, so you don't you don't know uh, what you're going to get, and there's no um, sure thing. So I thought they were going to make a trade or – I thought they were going to, um, um, you know, do something, uh, trade a free agency. But, um, you know, if they go into the uh, the, the the draft with, a, uh, you know, for the wide receiver to solve a problem, 
you know, most likely we're going to have to double up, man, on, uh, you know, on the receiver in the draft at either at four and 10 or either at uh, 10 and uh, 35, I believe they are. So uh, they'll, they'll have to do it. I mean, I like Drake London. I like these catch radius. I like, you know, USC wide receivers usually do well in, in the uh, NFL. They have a great track record. But um, you just don't know, man. Uh, you know, it's unknown. The draft is a crapshoot. So who knows? What? Yeah, but why Why do you say they need to double up? I mean, we got Elijah We got, uh, you know, we, we got Braxton Berrios back. We got we got Davis there as well. Do you really need to double up? I think all we really need is one guy, honestly. This and is, I can this see is why I, I, no, why taking, taking a guy up. at 10 if he's there. This is, this is why I'm saying double up Long Beach. Because when the Jets signed Corey Davis, <clears throat> great player, everything, but he's too injury prone. I mean, and it's it's always Corey Davis doesn't last the season. And one of the problems that we had uh, last year was depth uh, in, 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 in our team. And you don't want to be completely having a rookie being the number one and, you know, Elijah Moore and, and stuff like that. So I think Zach Wilson should have as many weapons as he could uh, to be successful. And if you have that luxury on a, on a second pick or, or, or first or second round, Solve a problem. Either it's pass rusher, either it's the offensive line, either it's wide receiver, either it's cornerback. I feel that if you're building a team like the Jets, you need to solve an issue with this draft, you know, wherever it is. I mean, I'm in agreement maybe we go to pass rusher and, you know, some of the people staying going offensive, offensive line, make us a rock-solid offensive line so we can run the football, you know, going at uh, Evan Neal at, at, at four and then lend the bomb up at 10 or either Kayvon Thibodeau at, at, uh, uh, at, at, um, at four and then Jermaine Johnson, I think for a pass rush, or even people were saying before the cornerback, uh, sauce and Derek Stingley solve one of your problems as a jet problem. And then you can build the team. You know, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think our, our biggest problem right now, uh, I think it's edge. I think is one of our biggest problems. And I honestly think, Probably the next problem that we have is wide receiver, uh, getting an ipso right. facto guy. I, a lot of people talk about corner, and I understand that, but I started to look at the situation in the corner, and I say we got Bryce Hall, we got Echoes, who was a guy that was definitely improving and getting better, and we saw really show up in some big spots with some interceptions. We also went and got DJ Reed, who's a guy that knows the system. A lot of people talking about him coming in and being, a, a, being in the immediate number two. Some people even say he can be a number one there, right? So he's going to be within the system. Then we also got Michael Carter, who was amazing in the slot for us. He was one of the better young corners in the league, young uh, slot corners in the league. Yep. So then you look there and you're like, okay, you got four guys there at corner, right, that are feeling out spots there. Is corner as big of a need as a lot of people think it is? Do we really have to spend a first-round pick on the cornerback position when you look at it from that standpoint, Chris? I don't, I don't, I don't know because there's some guys in the, in, in the second and third round that you look at for position. If you if you rate Soft Gardner or Derek Stingley as those kind of guys that you know that that are game changers, you got at, at, in the first round, man. You just got to take them, man. Um, you know, and, and the folk hopes that where it is, they, they take the best player available, regardless of position, man. I mean, it, if I had anything I learned, man, about the draft, man, just take the best player. I don't care what position he is, and then work it from there. I mean, that, that yeah. it's supposed to fill needs and stuff, but at the same time, 
uh, I think they need to just fill, pick the best players that they have available, you know, that, that they rate available. I mean, I trust the, you know, Rex Hogan, great draft. Uh, just to, just to, the one thing I feel uh, good, good I feel about, whoever they choose is going to be good because the year after McKagan kind of not blew the, you know, the Denzel Milne draft, was a, they brought in some guys that really know their stuff with the <laughs> football players. And and you mm-hmm. see you see the difference, you know. So they're gonna make a good play. They're gonna. I feel comfortable in the, the decision they're gonna make with Robin players. Okay, okay. So when you look at the situation now, I know we we're talking about, uh, you know, them taking a player, you know, at, at four, or possibly, you know, taking a corner. But there's also been a lot of talk about the New York Jets trading that fourth pick in the first round and moving down. Now there's a lot of discussion because you look at teams like Carolina. You look at teams like Atlanta. You look at a team like Seattle. These are all teams that are quarterback hungry. Would you trade that fourth pick move down? And if you were to do that, what would be the furthest that you would be comfortable with moving down? Very good question. Um, I I feel that this is what I feel like. Yeah, we want multiple picks in in every draft and everything. But, you know, the the clock is ticking on Zach Wilson, man, the contract we got to find out who he is, man. So I, I'm kind of against trading down because unless the, somebody offers you a, a crazy, like, <laughs> offer you something insane, you know, which could happen. But um, I'm against trading down. I'm like getting your guys surrounding Zach Wilson with, 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 uh, with good plays, at least for this year. Okay, so I'm going to give you some pushback because here's my thought process on it, right? I look at the situation, I'm on the opposite side. I'm saying, hey, if a team comes with a package that's solid, you just talked about Zach Wilson. This is going to be year two for him, okay? Yeah, of course, you want to make sure you surround him with weapons. Guess what? You can trade down. Let's say you trade down to six with Carolina. You gain some more capital. You can still address needs on this football team with that. You still got a first-round pick. You still got two first-round picks. You've gotten more capital, and you've probably gotten more capital in this draft and maybe the next draft, right, to continue to surround him. If the package is good enough, especially if we got teams like Seattle, they supposedly have been waving DK Metcalf around, right? There's been a lot of discussion about that, a lot of rumors. You telling me if Man, we trade down to 10 and they offer DK Metcalf, you're not going to take him? Is that what you're telling oh, me? Oh, I mean, if they offer – no, if they offer DK Metcalf and, like, a, yeah, I mean, draft choices, I mean, like I said, I think, like, you know, as you said – Wide receiver and certain things are, are, are number one. I don't necessarily believe in, in Kayvon Thibodeau, but you know, wow. I, I, I like I like Garrett, Garrett Wilson, man. I don't necessarily believe okay. in Kayvon. You know, because Why, what, is what, what is the saying. deal? Why don't you believe in Kayvon? This is what I'm saying. It's like I go by history of, 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 of the program, and maybe I don't – maybe that doesn't think. Because remember a couple of years ago there's a guy named Dion Jordan that came out of that school that – they said it's a surefire guy, can't miss. He was about sixty. Rent. It was a monster, Miami, and and you had the whole thing. And and then when he came into the league, he's like, it's average. See what happens is a lot of these guys. We get fascinated with a lot of these players, man. These guys are like twenty one and twenty two year old oh, men, young. And then we got we got these veterans that are thirty four, thirty twenty, thirty three, twenty one. And these are grown men, man. And you know, I mean, this is that, Chris. When you go if if I mean, you're telling me, hold on a second. If you're telling me that you're going by schools like that, that that's that's not that. I, I'm going to give not, you a pushback about that take as well. History. 
Yeah, but it, if you're going it, by history, school, there are guys that have made big-time plays, right? There's guys that are in this league right now that are playing big-time, particularly at the quarterback position, that don't necessarily come from some of the greatest schools. You cannot judge a yeah, player by whatever school he comes from. It's about the talent that he, that he possesses. It's about the talent. You yes, just said I, yourself I, I, that Drake I, London – hold I, on a second. You just said yourself that Drake London, you'd like him. You'd like us to draft him, yeah. right? SC guy. Well, we just got done with Sam Darnold. He didn't work out here. So why would you take no, Drake but, London but, if Sam Darnold but, but, didn't work no, out don't here? You agree, don't you agree that the history of S, uh, the quarter guys from the, from the Pac-12 wasn't good? And this, is, this was my argument with drafting the, um, him from the first place. And this is my argument against I'll give you the last Gardner word. Go ahead. as well. This is this is my argument against against those kind of guys. When you play against, you don't play the SEC, you don't play the the uh, the against the top talents. We don't really know know about you. McCreary, uh, the guy, the quarterback, has played against Jameson Williams and and Henry Ruggs and and these other types of guys. So you know what he is. Darth Gardner hasn't played against anybody. If you look at the guys, he isn't allowed a touchdown. Like who's he played against? You know, uh, and and these are the things that I look at as far as the talent level is concerned. The history of the guys from USC, as far as the 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 the, the wide receivers, are pretty good. The quarterbacks, I knew when Sam Donald. You had uh, uh I, I forget the names of the of the thing, and I was online. I got a lot of pushback from a lot of people. People were calling me out and and everything on the Jets blog, and I said, man, this guy. Um, this guy is not going to be as good as you guys think he is. You know, I I don't see it, and and it happens. All right. Could Kayvon could Thibodeau be different than Deion Jordan? Yeah, he could. But if you look at, I want you to look at the similarities for each when even when they came out and the for the body type as far as everything, uh, as far as that that uh, the Oregon and the track and and the weather and it's like we don't Listen, know if Kayvon I- Thibodeau can come out here. And and and, and listen, the deep of cold and deep be that guy. If you, you if know. you watch, listen, I, I hear you. But if you watch this kid, he gets bend, he gets pressure. This guy is one of the top edge guys for a reason. I understand what you're saying, Chris. I don't necessarily agree. I do respect your take, but he's one of the top guys for a reason. This guy gets after it. I'll tell you what. If everybody has your mindset, if anything that I can do to get Kayvon Thibodeau to slide to four, I will do. Okay. I'm with you then, Chris. Yeah, he sucks. Listen, don't Lions I don't even think sucks, about it. But I'm just saying, okay? No, no, he, he's, he's terrible. Yeah, hey, my eyes are open too. He, he's terrible. Just let him slide to four guys. Don't worry about it. All right, let's not even think about drafting him. As a matter of fact, he is the perfect player to go to the Jets. He's a Jets type player. Let's just let him go to the Jets. All right, let's not even worry about him. Okay, NFL. All right, anything I can do to get Kayvon to four, I will do. So. Salute to you, Chris. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. I got to yep. get to these lines. You have yourself yep, a good you. night. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man, all right? I want to hear from you. All right, you have a good one. Listen, there's a lot of takes, and we're spitting them. 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We're good to everybody. I want to hear everybody's take, and I want to be respectful. Also, when you call in, there's no cursing on my show. You curse, I will get you out of here so fast it'll make your head spin. I'll get you fast. I'll get you out of here faster than we got Jamal Adams out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Woo! We got that boy out of here. <laughs> fast. Real fast. All right? Also, when you call in, make sure your phone is good. 
All right? I know I get a lot of new callers. Make sure your phone's good. Don't call me from the bottom of a Doritos bag. All right? Make sure your phone's good. I need to be able to hear you, and you need to be able to hear me. All right? And my audience needs to be able to hear you as well. If they can't hear you, then what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Make sure your phone's together. Don't call me from the back of a Pringles can. All right? So we're going to get to these calls, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Also give the stream a like. Subscribe to the stream as well and hit that notification bell. If you'd like to give to the stream, the Super Chat's there. Also, my my cash app is at the bottom of the screen as well. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. Please give the stream a thumbs up again. So next, we get back to these lines. I'm going to go to my guy, Monty. Monty is on the line, everybody. We're coming directly to Monty. Colin, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? Monty. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. Why are you going at my guy, uh, my guy, uh, like that, man? On the last call. Yeah, listen. Why, why are you going? Listen, why, why are you going at him I like have, that? He, hey, hey, I, I, I feel, him I feel that. him. I feel oh, okay. him one hundred percent. I feel him one hundred percent. You know why, Joe? I know. You know why, why Joe? Because when you when you why? drive when you drafting players high like that, I don't want mm-hmm. you, you got to realize. Players that come from them type of schools, they can't always deal with with the pressure of these the guys. Yeah, you can go to a small school and still thrive, but those guys aren't actually come in and be the guy to turn around a franchise. And there's a reason why those small school guys who get drafted high, they always end up being a bust. <laughs> the, the, there's mm. one bust on our team, uh, Corey Davis. <laughs> you know, he was drafted with <laughs> the top ten. And they got hey, go. and they got him out of here faster than Jamal Adams, like you say. Uh. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, whatever. I tell you what, you're, you're talking about the nonsense. Okay, listen, I get pushed back to takes that I don't agree with. Listen, just because you're a small school guy doesn't mean that you can't come in and compete. You know, it doesn't mean that you can't come in and be successful. Looking at the history of a school it doesn't matter. You need to look at the player that you are trying to draft. That that's you gotta look at you gotta look at everything, Joe. You gotta look at you gotta look at the coaching staff. It's 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 Joe, can you agree? Can you agree? It's a Mm -hmm. difference between being drafted high and being the guy and being a guy who is drafted in the late round and with no expectations. Expectations you can't come to New York and be a top Mm -hmm. five guy and not expect expectations. Or, or not, mm-hmm. you know, especially from the fans, they're expecting you to be mm-hmm. the guy. You just can't go under the radar. You have to be the guy yeah, from but, the start. Yeah, but if the talent is there, the talent is there. If the guy's talented and he's doing it big at the level that he's doing it at, you know, in school, like we like we talked about multiple guys, then he's going to be able to come here. That was that was a lot nah. of the knock on on Zach Wilson. That was a lot of the knock on I'm, Zach Wilson. I'm good. Well, he doesn't play anybody. He's playing only playing Coastal Carolina. He can't come in here. And the second he came in here, what did we see? We saw flashes. We saw the arm strength. We saw the fan base all of a sudden start to talk about how great he was and all these other things. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you're I constantly mean, looking yeah. at the past. Oh well, well, SC. Well, you know, Sam Darnold didn't do well. Okay, well, don't talk about drafting Drake London then. Don't talk about that. All right, like, come on, we need to talk about that. <laughs> that, that that's I'm insanity a, to me. You should listen, not. I don't, me personally, I don't, want, my D, I don't want my D lineman from. Uh, I don't want my D lineman from the pack. That's just me personally. You know what I'm saying? I don't want. I don't want my well, D lineman. I don't want my D lineman from the Pac-10. I don't want my D lineman okay. from Clemson. I don't want my. You know, I want my. I want my quarter. I want my 
receivers from either Ohio State or LSU. I want my cornerbacks from either Ohio State or LSU. It's pedigree. You got to look at the pedigree okay. and the coaching staffs out there and the talent okay. that they're putting that they're putting out. That's that stuff matters. Okay. All right. Well, you go ahead and you pass up talent. Now, I want to I want to talk to you about what we got going <laughs> on here because you're discussing right. a lot of stuff. You're trying to slide around questions that I got. All right. And I already know how you all do, right. Monty. I'm not letting you do that. So when you look at this situation now, right, you look at the Jets at wide receiver currently, what are your thoughts on what Joe Douglas has been able to put together here, and how do you think the New York Jets should attack bettering the wide receiver position? Are there still free agents that you want to see them go after, or are you looking at the draft at this point saying, hey, there's some guys in this draft that I think we should key in and and take it that route? Uh, I think the Jets have to vastly upgrade that position. Um, You know, Corey Davis is a – you know, a, a solid guy. Elijah Moore, I think he, you know, he has flash. He's shown flashes to, you know, that he can play in this league and make plays. Um, Braxton Berrios, I don't, you, he's a, he's decent, you know, but we need, we need a guy, a guy who's going to come in and, you know, uh, be a threat. We don't have any threats that to, to be able to help Zach Wilson. And uh, yeah, they're all solid, but we need, we need somebody who can be a game changer. We need somebody who Zach Wilson can rely on. Shoot, we need like a, a a player that you know he can just lock in on. Like you know, fourth down, you know he's going to this guy. You know, some similar to what uh um Jamar uh you know um what's the guy's name uh Cincinnati uh Joe Burrow had Jamar with, uh, Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah, you got to have a guy that you can just trust when you when whenever you you get into a pickle or it's a critical down, you know, somebody that you know and can trust that can get open. And we don't have that. We haven't had that in years. And it, and I feel like the Jets are I think the receiving core is a B minus, right? And I think if we go high at receiver in this draft, I feel like the talent that's at the receiver position, it can make us. It can easily, easily take us to a to a A because now you have everybody fitting into their correct roles. You're not asking Corey Davis to be a number one. You're asking him to be a number two. You're not asking Elijah Moore to be a number one or number two. You're asking him to be a number three. You're not relying on Denzel Mims. Like you, you everything can just fall in place. And I think it's it's top notch talent at the receiver position in this draft, and I feel like it, you can easily solidify the receiver position if you address it early in this draft. Mm-hmm. So when you say early, what pick would you prefer the New York Jets to take a wide receiver at? Are you taking one at four, or are you taking one at ten? So I'm taking – I'm probably going to take one at ten. Um, it all depends – it all depends on, you know, what Atlanta wants to do. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to try to call it and maybe try to, you know, get a get uh, call and maybe try to get ahead of Atlanta because I think they're probably going to take a uh, a receiver because they don't have any, right? They don't – Calvin really, really isn't really playing. I'm thinking – They don't – Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Atlanta takes a quarterback. They don't have nobody. Matt Ryan is ooh. gone. They just traded him. They just brought in Marcus Mariota. Dude, he is not the future. Malik Willis mm. is balling. <laughs> He's balling, mm. baby. Mm-mm. I think Mm-mm. Atlanta takes the quarterback. I think Atlanta takes the quarterback. Give me your thoughts These on that. These quarterbacks are pulled, man. I, I just don't see it. 
I don't see it. But you know, if they if, if they take a quarterback, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at it. You gotta you gotta shoot your shot, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I think I think one of one of uh, a really good receiver can can fall down to us at at ten. I think that fourth mm-hmm. pick we should either take a. I wouldn't you know if we can get a a, a, a really good defensive lineman or if we can get a, a really good offensive lineman, I wouldn't be mad at it. Okay, but and it, who's it, the it definitely, wide made, that definitely made in the? Oh, you you already know the I was about Ohio to ask State you. I was about to ask you, uh, Garrett. Will, yeah, Mister. I was about to ask you. I know I know you big on Garrett Wilson. Why? Mister. Why? There's a lot of there's a lot of Jets fans that have given me pushback because I mentioned him. I also talk about Drake London, of course. You know because we know what he's what he's going to bring to the table as well. But Garrett Wilson, what does he bring to the table as a wide receiver? Why could he step in and be an impact player for us immediately? Garrett Wilson is a very, very special talent. And first, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Brian Hartline, who's actually a receiver's coach for Ohio State. He does a great job of getting these guys prepared and and for for the next level. All these guys know Mm -hmm. how to run mostly every route in the route tree perfectly. And Garrett Wilson is just a special type of talent. He has hands. He has speed. Can run routes really, really well. I mean, there was some games where they were just trying them. They say, look, we're going to put you on this island. And uh, one-on-one with receiver. And he just kept breaking these dudes off with routes, crispy routes, man. And then mm-hmm. you have to and, – and then also he's, he's good after the catch. Like, he's amazing after the catch. So – I see special talent when I look at Garrett Wilson. And then we had Chris Olave on the other side. And it's just like, man, he. I thought Chris Olave was special. And Garrett Wilson was just stealing all the shine. You just see him just going over the top of, of defenses. I mean, you got teams that were trying to double him. He's still taking dudes up top for a post route. It's just like nothing nothing you could do to really stop this guy. Stop this guy. You know, and he showed yeah. up in big games. And that's what you want to look at. Um, you know, from your receiver, how do they perform in 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 in, in the big spots? And mostly every game that I see him playing, and and he he showed up. So, if I had to go with a receiver, it's no question. If Garrett Wilson is there, you have to run to the board and and take him. You know, mm-hmm. he he okay. checks all the boxes for me. And you know, if anybody watching, they <laughs> they do. He's a special cat, man. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. So when you look at the situation as well, um, because I know, again, you love Garrett Wilson. There's been a lot of talk about Drake London at 10 as well. There's some mm. things going on in this Jets roster, man. Okay. This guy, Makai Beckman, gets a lot of hate, bro. A lot of hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I, I got, yeah. I got yeah. you know, I was yeah. just throwing punches with people on social media going mm-hmm. back and forth about Makai Beckman. I posted about how, hey, I think he comes back next year and he's going to be He's going to really silence a lot of the critics that's out there that are talking about him being fat, lazy, mm-hmm. bro. They mm-hmm. get, when mm-hmm. I tell you they talk crazy to him on social media, they be talking yeah. crazy to him on social media. Yeah. They be talking crazy. They say all kinds of crazy things to him. Yeah. Give me your thoughts that's, about that's how it is Beckham, in New York, bro. man. And what are, yeah, and what are your thoughts about a lot of the rumors and talk about the Jets possibly trading him? What are your thoughts about all that stuff, man? The Jets aren't good enough to trade them. That's mm. it's plain and simple. They're not good enough to trade them. Why? Why would you do that? You know, mm. um, I think all the criticism is warranted. Makai um, Beckton shows flashes of a dominant offensive lineman. He's very physical. Uh, he 
when you watch him on TV, he, he pops out, you know. He has all the traits of being like a Hall of Fame talent, but he hasn't been able to put, you know, 16, 17 games together to be able to, you know, show a consistency. And when you have that, you know, when when you kind of tease the fans like that and you're not on the field, you know, people are going to criticize you. So, I mean, I, I get it. I understand. But I just don't think the Jets are good enough to be able to, you know, um, trade them. You know, uh, if we were to take another left tackle, if that, that Evan Neal dude was to, you know, be available at four, I wouldn't mind taking him. And, you know, put back then at the right tackle or just have them competing, you know, for the left tackle position. I wouldn't mind that, yeah. you know, because you, Makai Beckton has shown you the last couple of years that you can't really count on him to be there every single game. So mm. I think, I, I, I mean, what do you, how, I, if you're Joe Douglas, you have to stick with him. But at the same time, if a better option becomes available, and it's, it, if it upgrades your team, then I say you take it, you know. Well, I, but I, mm. I do know that this – you got to look at your division, and in your division, um, offensive linemen matter. You can't have enough – you can't have enough offensive linemen in this division because you're dealing with um, Buffalo who has – You're dealing with the Bills, defense. yeah. Yeah. Not just they, they just defense. got Von Miller. <laughs> yeah, right. Miller, right, right. Congratulations, right, right. everybody. Exactly, exactly. And then you're dealing with yep. the Patriots. You know you know what they give you on a week-to-week. And then the Miami mm-hmm. defense is, you know, Miami Dolphins defense is solid. So, I mean, I think mm-hmm. if, you, if you're if able to just add offensive linemen and keep adding offensive linemen, you'll, you'll be in a, in a great spot, you know. But, you know, the Jets have to be in position to also veteran uh, offensive linemen who's still playing really good ball as well. And I think uh, yeah. they should definitely try to look at, you know, uh, J.C. Treader and see if they can mm, uh, yep. bring him on the roster because now yep. you have all this. If you were to draft an uh, offensive lineman uh, with that fourth pick, you know, uh, you know that's cool and everything, but you also have to have enough experience from um, those veteran offensive linemen to make, you know, to, to kind of, you know, slow the game down for the young guys. So yeah. we're, 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 we're sitting in a, in a really good position, and I think that yeah. the Jets – you know, it's been a while to get to this point, but the Jets are in a really good position to really solidify a lot of offensive positions in this draft. Yep. And and I hope that they they can do it, uh, especially offensive line receive, in the receiver position. Everything can kind of mm-hmm. slide in place to where everybody, you don't have to worry about guys, you know, giving too much of themselves. Everybody can just kind of play their roles and, you know, everybody can just fit into their position if they, you know, yeah. have the right people. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're hoping, you know, we're continuing forward. And Joe Douglas has done a solid job in free agency. And, again, we all know, or we should know, you don't want to try to shore up everything in free agency because it can get crazy. But Joe Douglas has done oh, yeah. a lot yeah. of work there to shore up a lot of solid spots. And now going into the draft, he can really address a lot of other things, mainly edge and wide receiver. But, Monty, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. It was phenomenal speaking with you. <laughs> Next time I have a yes, show, I want to always. hear from you, my friend. we got to go back and forth. For man. sure, for sure, man. Respect to you, Joe. Good show as always, man. Respect to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You have a good night, man.
Listen, Monty calling in with the fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. I can see you. No need to call in a hang-up, call in a hang-up. I can see you. I'll get to you in a second. Be patient. Also, please give the stream a thumbs up wherever you're watching me from. Also, share the stream with your friends and your family. You know what I'm saying? It's always great to spread the word about what we're doing over here. If you'd like to give to the stream, the Super Chat's there. The Cash App is below if you'd rather go to the Cash App. Anything you give is greatly appreciated. Also, I want to give a thanks to my, my friend Craig as well for giving to the platform. Salutes to you, man. Thank you so much. So we're going to get back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 number. Call in. Next, I'm going to what looks like a new caller, 910-910. I'm coming directly to you. You look like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts on this New York Jets wide receiver position. 910? 910? Oh, I got you. I got you. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I was about to. <laughs> I was about to yeah, you good, you good. You good. <laughs> hey, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna call in. I was just listening to y'all. Okay. But when old boy okay. said Elijah Moore is a number three, really? <laughs> that's what he said in the bench. Elijah that's, Moore that's is a number three. That's what he said. Come on, that's man. Come on, man. That man. He played one year, and he, and he's already considered a number three. Mm. No, bro. That ain't. That ain't it. And and as far as the wide receiver core. I think we just need to have one more. We got a we got a young rookie quarterback. Uh, just going into his second year right now, so mm-hmm. so he's gonna need time to gel. Everybody want everything at once. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Our franchise has been beat up as far as our GMs, our coaching staffs. Gates just broke us down to where we wasn't nothing. So I'm oh, I'm 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 just thinking. I I'm a London fan. That's who I am. I think Garrett Wilson is almost like Elijah Moore, kind of. He might be a little better, but I don't think he's too much better than Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is going to be good. He just had to get his feet wet. And if you saw him at the end of the year, he was making plays. He was making good, big plays, yak plays, edging it, everything. But I think London will solidify that that wide receiver core. Okay, okay. Everybody wants to go – when you hold on a second, when you first off, what, what is your name again? I'm sorry, you didn't give me your name, my friend. Charles, Charles, Charles. Oh, okay, Charles. First off, salute to you, Charles, and thank you for calling into the platform. So, Charles, when you look at this situation, I hear you talking about Drake London right now, man. Is he a guy that you would take at ten? Because now there's some people talking about at taking 10. him at four. At you 10. saw a mock at, No, okay, no, so no, 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 no. Okay. At ten, no four can't go now. We can't do four, but but ten would be perfect for him. Okay, and why exactly are you such a big fan of Drake? Like, what about Drake London makes you okay, go, hey, everybody I want says, to see this guy be a Jet? Okay, everybody says he can't get open. Okay, if anybody knows football, players, players oh can God. get schemed open. Players can get schemed open. They can't, you can't, you can't teach somebody to catch that ball like you do. And when he's catching that ball, that's how the NFL is if you think about it. You don't have too much separation anyway. So so if he's catching that ball, them 50-50 balls you're talking about, and he's catching them damn near 60% of the time, that's it yeah. right there. That's, 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 that's what you need. I, I can scheme that man open. That, uh, our offensive coordinator showed that he can do that. So, so, yeah. so I want him to be able to catch. Think about what people was crying about. Wide receivers dropping balls. 
That's what he was yep. crying about. So, so I that's know this man's going to catch the ball. If he's going to catch 50 kick the ball, he's going to catch it, whether he's wide open or he's covered. And like I said, in the NFL, you probably have a two yards of separation, especially with these corners you're dealing with now. The Ramsey, yep. the, the, the uh, Buffalo secondary is nasty. So, so you, you're not yep. going to get separation too much, but, but I know he's going to catch that ball when that ball is thrown to him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's just that either. I think a lot of a lot of people a lot of people say he doesn't get separation, which isn't factual. I think he had this year at eight games, five he had five games in a row where he had over a hundred yards. He had over a hundred. I think it was like a hundred and seventy yards against Notre Dame. He had like one seventy. I'm telling you, it was I'm an SD guy. He went crazy this year. He went crazy. <laughs> and the I'm way he runs, did you see how he when he gets the ball in his hands? I don't get it. When he gets the ball in his hands, do you see how he oh, runs? Bro, impossible to bring down. Damn near impossible. Exactly. This Once man is jumping over players, running through players. Talk. Talk. It's insane. Hey, I know I, like, I, 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 we, I know talent when I see it, bro. I know talent when I see it. But but also, it seems like we so stuck on this offense, we, we need to give a little love to this defense now. We was, what, 30 mm-hmm. seconds? So yeah. so we need some we need some linebackers. I I've been looking into that boy Jordan Davis. He reminds me like a Chris Jenkins kinda like. I would love to have him coming up, him and Quentin coming up that A gap, just blowing stuff up. That's the best pressure you can get, A gap pressure. So it's just yeah. defense needs help too. But I get what people are talking about as far as Wilson needing needing some help. But Corey Davis yeah. uh Corey Davis I think is a decent decent wide receiver. Elijah Moore yeah. He's coming into his own. Berrios, I feel like he's he's a he's a Swiss Army knife. I can kind of say with him, he can you can get him open, scheme him open, but I don't think he's just end all be all. Uh, maybe a fourth, uh, number four, maybe. But uh, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I think we need another wide receiver, and that's where we need to get that wide receiver at number ten. All that trading back mess, I can't stand mm-hmm. to hear it. We need bona fide starters. Don't 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 okay. we don't need to be trading back and and and, and so you're not not, the only way I trade back. You would not like to see. Hold on. You would not like to see the New what? York Jets trade down from four. That's not something you'd like to see at all. No, 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 no. You need to pick the best players available. Let's not play okay. crapshoot and 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 we trade back and we picking because it's not. I mean, they say it's a deep draft. But what I'm seeing as far as players, it's not that deep as far as, like, bona fide, I'm going to blow stuff up, I can game changers like that. I think by the mm. time you get to 2025, you don't have bona fide game changers. You got, well, maybe he'll do good or, or he did good somewhat in college. No, we want somebody we see pro level right now. That's what I want. I don't mm. want no – I, I just I just don't like that trading back. And, and and at the end of the day, people say trade back. You don't know if that's going to happen. You don't know if, if that's that's serious. If, if, if teams are going to move, want to move up and stuff like that. That's that's just you don't know. Especially how the board falls. But honestly, yeah. we need to pick the best players available. We don't have a team to where we can just okay, let's trade back and hopefully this guy comes into his own. And no, no, no. Yeah, you need I mean, to pick the best I look at players it, available. Yeah, I mean, I look at it like if there's an opportunity to maybe move down from four to, like I said, I brought up Carolina, I brought up Atlanta, 
Seattle Seahawks, if they're willing to give us a guy like DK Metcalf, I would listen to trading back because I think there, there's still some talent there, especially at some of the deep positions. You look at wide receiver, there's quite a bit of wide receivers here. All right, you got Garrett Wilson. We talk about Drake London. You also got Chris Ole. There's a lot of guys that you could end up taking, you know, in, in that first. Going, even going into that second, Traylon Burks is also a guy that we talk about too. Now you also look at the pass rushing situation too. You got Kayvon Thibodeau. You got Jermaine Johnson. You got Boye Mafe. There's a lot of talk about Kobe Dean. There's a lot of talk about guys that can bring pressure off the edge, and guess what we're in need of? Those two positions too. So I think that there's, there's, there's some opportunity there. There's some opportunity for us to trade down and still gain capital. But I'm telling you, you're bringing some takes right now, man. Let me hit you with it. You're bringing some heat. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I want to I wanna thank you for calling in, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? You brought the heat tonight. Hey, I'll be back, bro. Hey, appreciate it. Absolutely. Salute to Charles calling in strong. You know what I'm saying? Calling in strong. Damn. Brought the fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Now we're getting back to these lines. Colin, salute to you, Colin. I'm coming directly to you. Venom, Bill, Maxwell, Steve. Hold on a second. We're hitting up Colin. Colin, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Colin, we're having some hot talk right now, a lot of discussion about the Jets and the wide receiver position. Give me your thoughts about the, what the New York Jets should do at the wide receiver position. Is there still a free agent out there you want to see him grab, or are you okay with them going into the draft and addressing wide receiver there? Hey, Joe, good night. Um, so before I answer your question, Joe, so let me just say really quick. So Keyshawn Johnson – from USC, my favorite Jet player of all time. Very mm-hmm. good receiver. Randy Moss yep. from Marshall, small school, talented, yeah. very good receiver. So, you know, these guys are saying, you know, they're not even looking at players from certain schools. It's crazy to just to think yeah. that, that, you know, you yeah. have to look at only certain schools. Talent is talent. It doesn't matter what school yep. you're from. You know, you got to recognize talent and develop talent when you when you when you draft such players. So um I mean if we go if yeah, we go um, all the way so, there with it, you know, I don't I don't want to slam the argument, but I mean Jerry Rice yeah. is from Mississippi Valley State. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on, guys. There, like, you know there, what I'm there, saying? I mean there's probably there's more players that that did yeah. well in the NFL that didn't come from the top school. But anyhow, so yeah. um <laughs> to address your question on, on the on the on the receiver, you know, yeah. I still feel like you know, we, we added Kyla Conklin, we added CJ Uzama, we added two very good catching tight ends, which we didn't mm-hmm. even had last year. So I, I you know, I, I personally feel with the addition of those two guys, plus your Elijah Moore, your Corey Davis, your Braxton Barrios Barrios, um, you know, there there there's guys there that can catch the ball. It's not like it's not like last year. We have guys now. We've upgraded. We've already upgraded, you know, guys that Zach Wilson can throw to. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I think you know with that fourth pick, if if we can, if we're not gonna get Thibodeau, and obviously, you know, I'm not gonna mention my guy name to you because you probably hear me <laughs> saying that. But um, you know, if we if we can get Thibodeau at four. Mm-hmm. 
okay. then I'm I'm all up for trading back that fourth pick. Um, okay. Because the you know the the ten pick is where you can, you you'll still have so many options. You you can still get a top wide receiver. You probably still get who knows you know you you may still get Sauce Garner at ten. You never know. But um, mm-hmm. Thibodeau is my first pick at four. So, and okay. then I'm not I'm so not going to go if we get Thibodeau at four. I'm not drafting a wide receiver at ten. I okay. I don't I don't think we have to get a receiver. In the first round, I think we can get a receiver. In the second round, we have two picks in the second round. And there's a lot of Talk talented about it. guys that, yep. that's going to be there still in round yep. two. So, yep. you know, we don't and let have me, and to. Let me tell you something. That, that's one of the things I, wanted, yeah. I was talking about as well. I was waiting. It's great that you brought up that take because there's a guy like Jameson Williams that could be there as well. There's guys. Uh, Jahan Dotson from, uh, from uh, Penn. Yeah, I think he's from Penn. From Penn. Uh, he's a guy that could be there too. Those could be wide receivers that we could target as well. Now, I know you you just said a second ago, hey, look, I would be willing to trade down. What is the furthest that you would trade down from four, though, Colin? Where are you going? Are you would you be are you willing to go six? Are you willing to go eight? Are you willing to go nine? What is the farthest that you're willing to trade down? And what team would you be looking to kind of do the deal with? Well. It will all depend on what we're getting, right, for for the trade, which mm-hmm. you know I really don't know how the how you know the value would be for the, for the fourth pick, but um, you know, like I say, if if we're not getting Thibodeau at four, or my guy at four, then I'm even trading back beyond ten. You know, I'll go as far back as maybe fifteen, because even at fifteen, there's going to be guys there that you can draft and fill a need that we that we need there. You know, the team still have so many needs. From four you can get to a 15? linebacker. You're yeah, saying you're willing to go from four still, to 15? Okay. Okay, I want to Yeah, because you're, you're still going to have the 10 pick, right? So you're okay. still going to have the 10 pick. And, you know, on 15, you can still get – you still can get an edge, you know, if you want to – you know, if you, if you didn't get Thibodeau and you want to get an edge, you can still you can still get an edge at 15. Mm-hmm. You can get – you know, you can get a linebacker. You can still get a top corner, or you can still even get a receiver. Linda Baum will be there. There, there's so many guys that we can we can draft to fill, you know, various needs on this team. So, so there's there's no need to, you know, say hey, you know, we're we're, we're sticking at four, unless there's you know, like I said, there's one specific guy that you really need. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, 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 you know, so I I rather you know acquire more draft assets. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, get guys, get a lot of guys. You know, so yeah, no, no um, listen, yeah, I, but, I, I get that. It's all about bettering the football team, and I hear you. You want to make sure you acquire some assets. Trading down would help that, and we can continue to build. And again, there's wide receivers that could be in the second for Williams to Dotson. There's some other guys as well that could really come in and help yeah, us. But there's a guy right now, Colin, that's getting a lot of hate on this football team, and it's Makai Becton. All right. There's a lot of rumors, a lot of smoke that the Jets really like Akeem Aquanu. What are your thoughts about all this smoke surrounding him and a lot of thoughts about the New York Jets moving on from Mekhi Becton? What are your thoughts about these rumors? Do they just not make sense to you at all? Yeah, they don't. Um, you know, Joe, Joe Douglas didn't drop Mekhi Becton. to trade him away just because of mm. you know, one year of injuries. So, uh, you know, we we addressed your line, right? We got we went and we got some guys 
So, you know, I, I don't I don't think they're gonna go out and, and draft an offensive guy in the fourth or the contract because we have we have guys now. So um if they if they did that it's it's probably gonna be, you know, a waste of a pick because there's so many other guys that we can draft to. So I don't I don't see them doing that. And you know, yeah, Makai Beckton was injured, but you know what? Hey, the guy still has to come back, you know, and, and yeah. prove that he can play that position. If he can't, then they can switch him over to right. We can, you know, yeah. they can switch him to right tackle. He doesn't have to play left tackle. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not concerned about that. I'm not concerned about Makai about Makai Beckton. Mm-hmm. You know, I just yeah. hope he comes I'm back not, and I... plays at the level that he played before. So. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping as well. You know, again, I think a lot of people really kind of fell in love with his or, or fell in love with the idea of just getting rid of him because of the injury. Again, he's been dealing with injuries in the past as well. But this injury, I mean, Greg Van Roten was thrown into the back of him. Anybody would deal would get injured in that situation. Makai Becton was looking phenomenal up until that point. You know what I'm saying? He was looking good in that game, and then boom, that happened. I think he comes back this year, and I think he's going to shut a lot of people up. You know what I'm saying? And salute again to Kaiser Rev, one of the savages in there. Kyra says there was a lot of smoke screens on rookie tight ends during the senior bowl. This could be a smoke screen for the New York Jets. Talk about Akeem Aquano. This could be a smoke screen. We've got to keep that in mind that, bro, up until, this, like, up until Joe Douglas got here, this place was just – rumors and, and leaking stories constantly. Once Joe Douglas got here, everything has been under lock and key. There's nothing that gets out of the But listen, Colin, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. It was phenomenal to speak to you. So, Listen, so Lucy Colin, again, I want to thank him for calling in tonight. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Salutes to all the savages in the chat, man. Respect the savages, man. They will get after you. Next, I'm going to my guy, Bill. Bill, I'm coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Bill. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Bill, listen, we're talking free agency. We're talking the Jets. We're talking this wide receiver talk, man. Give me your thoughts about the New York Jets wide receiver position, and is Keelan Cole a guy that you would like to see the New York Jets bring back? Oh, Keelan Cole, I've been watching that guy since you talk about guys from crazy colleges from uh, Kentucky Wesleyan. And he was a D1 guy. He blew up D1 when he was playing. So, I mean, that's a guy mm-hmm. that I was excited to him up. I think they can give him a decent contract. That makes sense. And goes, you know, he's known to make a bargain. I think uh, when you look at, again, it's a guy who he has more value to the Jets than the other teams. So, you know, I got I, I to see why they won't let him, let him walk. I was kind of su- not surprised that. Jamison Crowder, um, yeah, he moved on. The contract seemed less than I thought that he would get. I think he was going to break the bank, but I think it was like $4 million for one year. So, he was reliable. Mm-hmm. He served the job well. But for Joe to let him walk, I guess, obviously, you know, like we're saying, there's some plans at wide receiver that he has in mind specifically. And I don't know if that's going to be free agency. There's still some guys out there unsigned. I know, you know, Jarvis Landry's out there. He's getting up there. But Will Fuller, yep. another guy who's out there. I don't hear anyone talk about where he's going to land up. Valdez King from Green Bay, he's out there. A lot of guys out there right now who could come in and immediately, you know, be serviceable guys who have some experience. But you know, I don't know if it's salary issues or what the uh, the the contract size is going to be the the challenge bringing them in. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see Joe bring in uh, another veteran along those lines. Obviously, all the big names are gone, but another effective guy. Also, I saw the um, third receiver in in for the Bengals. 
Auden Tate, that's a guy that a lot of people don't really hear about. He's like he's like six five, huge guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, big hands. He's he's a, he's a reliable target. That's another guy I wouldn't mind seeing as a big target. But you know, I think we're gonna get the blockbuster, the big name guy, the long term guy out of the draft. I don't know it's gonna be a guy that's mm-hmm. like London or. If they're looking, um, if they trade back, then there's Burks. But I think Joe's probably going to get that guy out of the draft. Okay. And when you're talking about getting that guy, you know, coming out of the draft, if you are, 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 you know, are the GM, where are you taking that wide receiver? Are you taking a wide receiver at four? Because we saw a mock recently, I believe it was from Kuiper, where they had the Jets taking Drake London at four. Are you, would, right. you be, would you be comfortable with that, or would, are you looking to take a wide receiver at ten? Yeah, personally, I, w- I would not get a first-round wide receiver. I think that's a position mm, you need okay. guys to grow into it. I think you need the guys to kind of figure out. They go from these simple systems in college to the pros. You know, that's when guys come out and they don't produce the first year. It was like, oh, the guy's a bum, but he's coming from, you know, before he's running a straight line fast, to so we'll throw you the ball to, you know, you have to read the defense, see where you're going to break through the same page as the QB. That takes some time. That's why our boy Mims is having a little bit of a challenge because it's a totally different <laughs> ball game. I-, I don't know if I want to take a guy that high. For a position where it's potentially okay. going to take them to grow. Now, you know, they, our scouting is a lot different than it's been in the past. They they sit down and they get an idea for where these guys are. Characters number one, after, you know, talent is character, and then there's ability to to pick up uh, you know the playbook. You know, you see every video you see of Zach, he's at home with the family having dinner, looking at looking at video. You know, so yeah. it's a different kind of scouting requirement. So they're going to do the due diligence and get a guy who's got the capabilities to learn. So. I think that would help, but I would be surprised if Joe picks some uh, picks a receiver in the first round unless we trade back for four or ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a lot of the boring stuff we see where it's Thibodeau and maybe Sauce. Uh, I think that might be closer to what what they're doing. But I would personally, I would look for a guy. Uh, you know, maybe trading back. Look, you know, later on in the second half of the first round. You know, there'll be a lot of good guys mm-hmm. there. I like a lot. He played when he was at Ohio State. He had a lot of uh, pro options in his offense where they gave him the capabilities of reading the defense and, you know, being on the same page with Justin Field. They had a lot of success. You know, so that's a skill mm-hmm. that's going to translate over, over pretty quickly. So, you know, the Jets historically over the last couple of years with Joe, they're looking for guys who can make that adjustment to the pro game and has the mentality to do that. So I, I would love to see that. And I, I If we trade back, I would look for Olave. So when you're talking about trading back, uh, there's a lot of talk about the New York Jets trading back from four. Now, there are some teams that could be up there, again, with Malik Willis, especially the impressive things yeah. he's done in his pro day. He was very impressive at the combine. A lot of people talking yeah. about Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, all those guys. Would you like to see the New York Jets trade down from four? And if so, what is the furthest back that you'd feel the most comfortable with the New York Jets staying? Would you be willing to go yeah. to nine? Or would you be willing to go past nine from four? We had a guy call in earlier. He said he'd go down to 15. I think that was Colin. You know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts on that? What's the furthest you'd like to go down if you're training uh, for? Yeah, I will. I guess you know, we got to think about who you're going to get. Like, if who would we get at ten? We dictate who we get at fifteen or whatever, nine or whatever position. But I, I would be fine trading past ten because, mm. like you said, pro day today. You know, that's all people talk about the pro day with Malik Willis and you know those other dudes out there are going to want to show out when they have their pro days to keep pace. It's going to increase yep. that quarterback position. So I, I'm with you. I, I think that from a four position, I see the options, and, you know, these are all incredible players. Um, but if you have a chance to kind of go back, if there's a package you can't resist, and we know Joe likes to make deals, you know, mm-hmm. go back to four things you could probably still get. If you pick – I don't know who you pick at 10. Who would you pick at 10? Oh, I, in this situation, I don't know. But let's just say 
10's gone and we and uh, we're we're trading below 10. I would go I would say, you know, I think you could probably still get an Ohio State receiver at 18, 19. I still uh, you could get I a mean, lot of I mean, there's there's a lot of talk about there's a lot of talk about probably. I mean, if you're talking about standing around 10 or at 10, right? There's a lot of talk about Drake mm-hmm. London could be there at 10. Tyler Linderbaum, people have talked about him being there at 10. I don't know. He might go a little bit before 10, but I could see it, him being there at 10. Right. Jermaine Johnson, uh, Jermaine Johnson yeah. could come in and help us at edge. But, I mean, if we're just sticking to wide receivers, you know, Chris Olave, he, he should be around that 19 from what you were talking about. Yeah. But if we're talking about, you know, staying at 10, Drake London is definitely going to be a guy that's probably going to be in the mix to be there from what everybody mm-hmm. is thinking. And right. Burt, Burt, this is a guy that could could definitely be there as well. There's a lot of talk about him sliding down the board as well. So he could be a guy, if you like him, you could probably take him there too. Why are they saying he's going to slide? There's just been a lot. Ever since the combine, uh, Bill, there's been a lot of talk about Burke sliding. There, he ran, I think it was a 4-5. There was a lot of people saying that they didn't like that. There's been a lot of – and, again, it could be a smokescreen. It could be people talking. Again, the same thing I think is happening with Kayvon Thibodeau. There's people now saying he could slide. But there's just been a lot of stuff going on with Traylon Burks as far as a lot of people just saying he's a guy that's just sliding down the board. Some people talking about his effort, which I don't really understand. People saying that he's yeah. slow. It's just stuff like that. I don't yeah. know, Bill. I don't know where it's coming from, but that's what we're hearing constantly from different guy, scouts, from different people in the media you- as well. I think smokescreen, I agree. He weighed in what, like 210, right? Or something like two plus four or five at 210 yeah. and three. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a problem. I mean, that's the guy when you see him get the ball and kill you. He runs away yeah. from guys. You know, watch the film. Yeah. He gets the ball, he's yeah. running away from guys. And that's, that's the only thing we need to see. Yeah. When you see a guy get the three stance, it doesn't attract me, right? This is football. So mm-hmm. when he has the ball, what he do? And he looks at the film, he runs away from guys. So I don't know about that one. And then you know, with the Thibodeau thing, I. I don't know if I mentioned that to you last time, but I saw a video from him a couple of years ago when he was talking about, oh, he wants to be, uh, he wants to win the Heisman and everything. And uh, he's talking mm-hmm. about how he plays chess. And he says everything's a chess match. And he says he sets up, um, he sets up the offensive lineman throughout the game. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. So I started watching him. And you look at the second half, the guy comes on. So I don't know if people watch the first half and they see he's kind of not making a lot of moves and the other guy's lazy, he's sluggish, he's not that interested. But look at the second half. The guy turns it on. He's using those chess moves that he's been talking about. And it's, it's really interesting yeah. to watch it if you look at the first half versus the second half. I think a lot of people sleep on him. Hopefully, um, I, I wouldn't mind him from what I have seen. Uh, you know, obviously with mm-hmm. the question marks, a lot of things that we don't see that go on behind the scenes where these things come out a lot of times where there's smoke, there's fire. It could be a smoke screen yeah. or it could be a real concern. So either way, I don't think Joe kind of plays with fire that way anyway. But from a receiver standpoint, um, I don't know the you – know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Ten for a receiver. He hasn't yeah. done that in his uh, – you know, his, his last few drafts have been pretty, you know, uh, pretty conservative in terms of positions. Not necessarily the picks, but positions. So it would be interesting to see what happens. If he trades down, does he go with uh, Drake at 10? And then if that's the case, then, you know, what do we do after that? What do you, that's the yeah. question. I mean, it, yeah, it's going to be an interesting situation, you know, because, again, we're still looking for a way to continue to improve this wide receiver position. But, listen, Bill, yeah. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. It was phenomenal yeah. to speak with you. Let's hit Bill. Yeah. Yeah. You spit fire, man. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Get a man. Take care. Take care, man. Listen, Bill calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. 
Call in. We are taking all callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Also, share the stream with your friends and family any way that you can. You know what I'm saying? And also, hey, give to the platform if you'd like to. The Super Chat's there. Cash App is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you get to the platform is greatly appreciated. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, we're going to my guy, Steve. Venom, Maxwell, will come to you in a second. He salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Steve, we got to talk, man. This wide receiver position, there's been a lot of takes thrown. Things is heating up. What are your thoughts about this wide receiver position with the New York Jets currently? And were you upset when the New York Jets weren't able to land Robert Woods? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, thank you for having me on the show, dude. And I know you want to talk with me about the wide receiver position. But before we do that, Joe, could I talk to you about something really, really quickly? And I know I couldn't make it to your last show when you spoke about this, Mm -hmm. but how have you felt so far about how the Jets have done in free agency in general right now? Well, I think they've done a very – I think Joe Douglas did a very solid job there. Um, You look at the situation, Lakeland Thomason, a lot of the tight ends that we were – the two tight ends we were able to get, uh, getting Braxton Berrios back, DJ Reed. I thought he did a good job. Whitehead, he did a very solid job setting up this situation. And that leads us to what I'm talking about right now is the wide receiver situation being a position where we can look at, okay, are there still guys out there right now that we can address with? with? Again, Jarvis Landry is out there. There's other guys out there too. But there was a lot of Jets fans that were upset that Robert Woods, you know what I'm saying, wasn't going to be is gone now and he's gone to the Titans. There were some some Jets fans that were upset about that, but I look at it the way that Joe Douglas has handled free agency as up to this point, the way he set it up is we can go into the draft and now attack the wide receiver position. What are your thoughts on that, Steve? Yeah, no, no, cuz I no listen. Here's the thing, I'm not too upset about like what's been going on with, with what, what we've done in free agency, because I know a lot of the people, listen, one of the things that I wanted the Jets to get was a veteran number one receiver in free agency, but maybe what Joe Douglas maybe wants to see is the receivers in this draft class, because the receivers in this draft class, I think, are absolutely loaded. I mean, we've spoken about the, uh, the Jets at the wide receiver position. Listen, they definitely need to get that as an upgrade, and they still need mm-hmm. to get an upgrade on the edge rusher as well. I understand we got that guy, uh, Jacob Martin, from the Texans. But, I mean, yeah. I don't know if he's a legit pass rusher, but, I mean, he is at least he's an a edge rusher. And, guy. He's, in a ro- yeah. he's a rotational he's guy. A guy, a guy who's a can bring in. He's got a high motor. So I'll, he, he's a guy that's going to be solid within the rotation, just like John Franklin Myers, a guy that's going to be solid in rotation. But he's not your ipto facto pass rusher. He's not the guy that you can expect, you know, 10 – 12, 15 sacks from. He's not that guy, but he's a guy that's definitely going to get in the rotation and help out and definitely put some pressure on as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so anyway, Joe, because no, because let me tell you, it, it's been a great start. But no, but the thing is, listen, I'm not really, really too upset about like what's been going on with the receiving core. I mean, because listen, when you looked at some of these receivers, there were these some of these receivers that that are like that were acting for like a ridiculous amount of money and you know yep. like some of the contracts that some of the receivers were getting I think were ridiculous. Like if you want to give an example, you made an example earlier in the show tonight. Christian Kirk getting that ridiculous like eighty four million dollar contract, who's a third receiver, and Jacksonville yep. gave him that money. 
See, Joe Douglas would never do anything like that. Never do anything nope. like that. That and you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. The thing is, Joe. You know, when you look at the situation with this team right now, with with the, the situation with this team right now, this is a team that I think that's finally being built right. You know, we're building for our quarterback for the future. We're building, you know, for. You know, you know. Hopefully, this is this is finally the time when we finally build this team in the right direction. But you know, the thing is that you know, someone on on the show who was on the show earlier tonight before me was talking about like, you know, the situation where the team is. You know, somebody was talking about you know like, oh, we shouldn't draft this guy because he went to an unknown school. But the thing is about mm-hmm. this, you don't really draft a player that basically says, oh, I don't want to pick him because he goes to an unknown school. You know. Because every Jet fan is like, oh, we got to draft the one from Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, Penn State, um, you know, all those big football college schools. You know, listen, there are some players. I mean, listen, Zach Wilson is from BYU, and BYU is not one of the biggest football schools in the nation. But, you know, but the thing is, you know, when you look at the situation, too, with this team, you got to understand that – you got to understand that the – uh, you know, this is a team that the Jets feel that, that want to be put in the right system, you know, with the offensive system yep. that LaFleur has, the defensive system that Ulbrich and um, Ulbrich and uh, Salah have. You know, you've you got to make sure that the team is built right. And that's what they're yeah. doing with this draft. And, you know, listen, and here's the thing, Joe. You made a good point. I would be okay if there is a team that desperately needs a quarterback for the future. I mean, we saw what was his name, Malik whatever what his name is, he was one Malik of the quarterbacks Willis. going into this draft. I mean, he was throwing bombs left and right today at his pro day. Let me tell you, if there is a team that is interested in drafting up for a quarterback and it's the Jets because we have the number four pick, I would have no problem the Jets doing that. No problem okay. with the Jets now, drafting now, up. Now, now would I mean, you, trading now down. I'm sorry. That, yeah, no, 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 I know you meant trading down. So when you're saying that right now, <laughs> And you're looking at the situation with the New York Jets, you know, possibly trading down. You're saying, hey, you'd be willing to move from four. What's the furthest you're willing to move down? Are you willing to move down to six and that's it? Are you willing to move down to eight? Are you willing to move down further than ten? Where is the stopping point for you to move down in the draft, Steve, from four? Somewhere somewhere close if we could still stay in the top ten, like between, like, mm-hmm. five and ten. I mean, I know the Jets do pick at number ten as well, but, you know, we, we, you know, we, we got to find a way, Joe. We got to find a way. I mean, if, I'm hoping, though, like okay. in the next couple of weeks, that if Joe Douglas wants to say to some teams, you know, if you guys need a quarterback, you can call up our, our office and we could talk, we could do trade talk. Because let me tell you something, Joe, I trust Joe mm-hmm. Douglas so much when he talks about with trades and all that stuff. Let me tell you something. The nope. trades that he's done is phenomenal. Heck, hey, listen, remember – we got we traded Blake Cashman for a six round pick for next year. No one didn't expect yeah. us to trade Blake Cashman for a six round pick in twenty twenty three. Because Blake I mean it's, I'm not saying Blake Cashman was a bad player. The problem was he was very injury prone, unfortunately. Played. Yeah, he never played. Yeah, he never played. He was never on the field. <laughs> I mean, what did he play like fourteen games in three seasons? That's insane. The guy never played. He was a bona fide IR walk waiting to happen. That's what it was. He was on an IR every single year. So you're talking facts, Steve. Now, my final question before I let you go, Steve, is uh, Makai Beckton's getting a lot of hate in his fan base, man. 
What are your thoughts about the fan bases, the way that they deal with Makai Becton, how they talk to him? And do you think Makai is going to be able to come back this year and shut a lot of those critics up? You know, you know something? I'm going to say this right now. I think those Jet fans who are saying that Makai Becton stinks and is already a draft bust, I think those people are absolutely crazy. Because yeah. remember, if anybody watched Makai's rookie season, I mean, even though the Jets were a bad team his rookie season, he showed a lot of promise his rookie season when he was healthy mm-hmm. and when he was good. Now, I understand that he, he does still have a little bit of the weight problem. However, though, he is working on I mean, I've seen him in his videos going to the gym. I've seen him, you know, working out with personal trainers on, how, on him to get his more body muscular. Because let me tell you something right now. When he was playing for us last year in that first game against Carolina, he was doing what he was supposed to do, okay? Everything went yeah. completely downhill when he got that injury last year. And if anybody watched that first game of the season, because it was on Zach Wilson's first career touchdown pass last year, if anybody watched that game, going back to the replay, Makai got hurt because of Greg Van Roten. If anybody doesn't believe me, watch that play. Van Roten was getting modeled by some Carolina defender on that play, and that was the reason why why Becton got hurt. It was because of Van Roten. Because Van Roten yeah, wasn't yeah. – if anybody saw, Van Roten wasn't even trying. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you're talking facts, man. Steve is talking facts. Listen, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It was phenomenal to speak from you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? Yeah, no problem, Joe. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Steve called in with some heat, man. Steve always has some fire takes. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 Call in. All right, I'm taking all callers. Steve calling in with some heat, man. Calling in with some heat. You got to have takes to be here. So please give the stream a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? Share the stream. Also subscribe if you have not subscribed to the, uh, the YouTube. You know what I'm saying? And hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. So next, we're going to my guy, Venom. This is Venom G's, man. Hey, listen, guys. Listen. Venom, he's a savage. He's a savage. Venom is a straight savage. Salutes to you, Venom. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Venom, we're talking Jets wide receivers. We're talking about it all. Give me your thoughts about this wide receiver core as it currently stands. Would you like to see us sign a guy like Keelan Cole and bring him back into the fold? Nah, um, I'm all on the DK Metcalf train, man. If we could trade and go go get probably like another second-round pick and go to their ninth spot, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, I like you DK, think that Seattle, Do you think that you really think that Seattle would give up DK Metcalf and a second to move up? For us, I think I think at best possible, yo, probably like gonna get his DK. Well, I mean, yo, Joe we was talking about how 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 Joe Joe been swindling these guys, man. So he he do, bro. He got something. A, so I don't I can't put anything past him, man. Mm-hmm. Pull it off. I, I think I I have faith in him, and I think DK yeah. and uh, Elijah. I think that would be a 
they go back to the the old college days, they create could create something, man. Yeah. So so let's say this, Venom. Let's say this because I understand the DK, the DK left. We all you know want to see it. I don't know if Seattle is serious about this. Uh, again, this could that could be all rumors, right? So let's take that off yeah. the board. No DK, no DK, you know, no nothing like that. What are you doing to improve this New York Jets wide receiver core? Is there still a guy in free agency that you're willing to go after? Because let me tell you something. When Robert Woods was traded to the Titans and it was just a six-round pick, Jets fans were furious. There were so many Jets fans that were furious. Where are you going? Yeah. Is there a guy in free agency you want to grab, or are you willing to go to the draft and grab a guy in the draft? No, I, I would probably go to the draft, man, get somebody that could grow with Zach. I don't want to get – right now, they don't even – only reason I'm saying DK is because he's still young. He could run. Anybody mm-hmm. else is in their 30s going over the hill at this point in time. We can't talk about Julio. We can't talk about Landry. Who else, who else could come in and make an impact? You know, everybody else is gone. We, you know, we saw, I think Amari went to Cleveland. So he went for, I think, a, a low round pick too. And just to take the cap off. fifth so and they swapped the um, rounders. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> to hear these numbers and these picks that these guys are getting traded for. It's crazy. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's also but the contract. I think, the contract I think, too is something you got to look at as well because Amari – was yeah. went to that Browns with that twenty million dollars. I think he came down to like fifteen, but again, that could have been him and the Browns talking when they were in pursuit of Deshaun Watson. So I don't know if that's a guarantee that he would have did that here. But he did go there initially with twenty million dollars on their books immediately. And then Robert Woods as well, coming off that ACL injury, he's going to the Titans with a big contract too. So you're just wondering, you look at the Jets situation, would they even have been really in position to make those moves and kind of survive financially as we continue to try to build this football team because we don't have enough, you know? Yeah, and I think I think we don't you don't really have to have a number one, like a real number one. You can look at the teams like the Steelers, they don't have a real legit number one. And even the Tennessee Titans don't have a real number one. A.J. Brown is a beast, but nobody considers him a number one, you know. Mm. So even with teams like that, you see it's just um, positional guys that they need at the wide receiver position, you know. So I think we just got to play complementary football. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I tell you what, we're going to be running, hopefully running the ball quite a lot, especially when you look at the situation with our offensive line getting up and getting better. Now we're talking about this offensive line now, Venom. Give me your thoughts on all the hate that Mekhi Becton receives, man. Because now there's a lot of people, especially a lot of Jets fans, that are saying that we should trade Mekhi Becton. What are your thoughts about that idea, bro? I don't even understand the hate. I don't even understand why everybody is so concerned about Mekhi for. Like, he's he's a big dude. Venom. Venom. When I tell you they talk to him crazy on social media, bruh, <laughs> bruh, yeah, they, they be talking out. to Makai crazy, bruh. I'm talking crazy. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking yeah, crazy, bruh. They call him fat. That, that's they be because of social lazy. media. Bruh, that, that, bruh. Yo, they, they don't understand. This this dude oh. is, yo, he's, he's 300 pounds and – I think he ran a four or five, 
something, something mm-hmm. retarded like that. Most of the people that's talking like this probably can't even do what Makai's doing. So I don't even understand. We we had a like the last caller said, you know, when Van Rotten pushed into him, he ran over his over his leg. He got so I don't even understand why all this is a concern. Makai's gonna be fine, man. You know, the Bro. fans are going to run him out. You don't want him to turn into Jamal again, and then we'll be like, oh, we wasted a draft pick on this guy. Let him just get back and see what he does next year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you what, man. No, there's, but there's I, one thing, Joe, one thing, I, yo, I, I don't care about who they get as a wide receiver, none of that. I just want a pass rusher, Joe. I don't care who yep. it is. It has to be somebody legit because – the one we just signed, mm-hmm. this Martin kid, I don't, I don't see him producing at a, at a high rate, man. I don't, I don't, I just mm-hmm. don't see it. And you know, every all these guys, who we got, Von Miller in Buffalo, we got Von Miller in um, Buffalo. That's gonna be crazy. And then well, I, Chandler Jones went <laughs> to the Raiders. This is this is yeah, you yo. When are we gonna just pick one guy to to bring off the edge, man? Yeah. And and that's why I've been I've been so big on getting I, I I've talked about this before I think it was a couple of shows ago going double pass rusher and I've talked about it as well with other people and I believe I, I got some resistance immediately and people were going oh that's overkill Joe that's overkill and I said oh, hold on wait wait a second here you're you're in a, you're in an NFL that's an offensively driven league okay the Buffalo Bills had a suffocating defense already full of pass rush. They got multiple guys they can bring at you from Rousseau. I know Jerry Hughes is a free agent. We'll see what happens with him. But there's, they got a ton of guys over there, right, that bring yeah. pressure constantly. And then they said, mm, I think we need to go sign Von Miller, and they made it happen. Why would they do that? It's because they understand, yeah. right, that, that they're trying to compete for a Super Bowl, okay? And to do that, they have to chase around who is ever throwing the ball and kill them. That's what they have to do. They know that. Okay, they're competing yeah, on that and, level and, every single year, so they understand they're going to run into teams like the Chiefs. Now you got Deshaun Watson at the Browns. You got Lamar Jackson. You got all these teams that they have to keep running into. The Titans, all these other teams they got to run to. Yeah. You must get to the quarterback immediately. So if you're telling me that the Bills and, and, understand that, why can't we understand mm-hmm. that? Why wouldn't you want to go you know, pass rush double time? By the way. We're running an, a defense that, if you look at San Francisco, they have multiple pass rushers. That's how the defense yeah. works. It works off of pressure. That's why I told people I don't want yeah. a damn safety at four. This defense works off of pressure. They got Bosa. They got Warner. They got multiple guys over there in San Francisco. Yeah. I'm on the West Coast. I watch them. I'm forced to. Okay? That's how the defense works. We don't have a passer. Carl Lawson coming off of a torn Achilles. We'll see what he gives us. But at this point, yeah. we have a big question mark at pass rush. Double it up. We definitely okay. do. Why and, and that's the thing, be Joe. there in a second? Go ahead. Go ahead, Venom. And, and that's the thing. We saw with Buffalo, their interior is designed to push forward, and that's why they mm-hmm. lost to Kansas City because they had no pass rush. So that uh, if you have facts. Good old line that could that could hold up that pressure. You can't get to them, and that's why they went and got Von Miller so he could come off the edge and bend and get to him. We saw what happened in the 
in the Super Bowl, man. Vaughn Miller exactly. is so elite like that. And, and that's yeah. what we need, somebody that could banning. Look at Joey Bosa. Look at, you know, um, what's my man from the Steelers? Um, JJ, uh, TJ Watt. J.J. Watt. Yes, Watt. man. We need yeah. one of those. We need one of those. Even it, it, it creates so much confusion. Even if you have guys yep. coming up the front, is even yep. JPP, he's not elite, but he gets off so quick that it makes people the quarterback he's, so un- He's damn good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we saw and, what and, pass and, rush does. We saw what pass rush does. Mm-hmm. When you got Patrick Mahomes out there running for his life, okay, we saw yeah. that that Chiefs offense, Looks like it was completely dismantled. Didn't look the same when Patrick Mahomes had guys in his face trying to destroy him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Joe, look at look at yeah. look at what happened with the Bengals. How much pressure they put on him. And you don't gotta have Back. all stars. You just gotta have a, a a crew of dogs with you that know the playbook. You don't gotta have yep. these cornerbacks. You don't gotta have elite cornerbacks. They you yep. don't. You don't got to have elite safeties. You just got to know the playbook, know your assignments, and get after it. Let the people up front mm-hmm. do their job. The pass rushers do what they're doing. Man, so the blueprint is out there. We know what we got to do. It's just the fan base is hesitant on what direction should we go in, you know. So uh, I, 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 it's, it's tough, man. I know we just I don't know why pass rush. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why anybody is hesitant. It is pretty obvious why the New York Jets have lost consistently for these last, I don't know how many years we've all been Jets fans. It's because we do not have or we cannot keep players that make an impact at impact positions. A lot of Jets fans think this is 1995. This is not 1995 anymore. This is an offensively driven league, okay? This is not the 80s. This is not the 90s. If you do not have a pass rusher, if you do not have a solid quarterback and surround the weather, you cannot do that stuff. You're going to lose, okay? You're going to lose. That's right. I don't care and, if you have an all safety. We had that before, and we were losers, all right? Go get a pass rusher and continue to surround Zach Wilson with weapons, and you will see this team definitely step up and get better. Yeah, and, you know, I know everybody's talking about getting this good wide receiver, but we had security blankets for Sam. We had Robbie Anderson that was that security blanket. We had them around. We, it's, it's just right now we need to rebuild that formula again, and it doesn't need a number one wide receiver, you know. So I think we, as long as you got complimentary guys, you had Brandon Marshall that wasn't a number one in, at his time. You had um, – what was my man Decker, Eric Decker, that wasn't a number one at his time. And they both Those killed guys. we almost made the playoffs. So we, we we almost did it. We know the formula. It's, you know, look at the Titans. They're in the playoffs every year. They don't have a number one. So we just need to create that formula that they're doing. So that's that's it. Man. And all we got to do is yeah. just get these dogs on the field. I think this team yeah. right now with the additions that Joe Douglas made, only addition that I wanted him to make was Hassan Riddick. That was it, you know, because that Oof. dog, that dude is a dog, man. He's a dog. We missed out on Zardarius Smith too. Zardarius Smith went to oh, yeah. oh, man. I, I, I don't like Smith too much. I don't, I don't, I don't see it on the stack numbers. But Riddick, he's mm-hmm. a dog. He's a beast, man. And I think Zardarius yeah. Smith is just hurt all the time. I don't even, I didn't even yeah, see him he, last year play, but. 
Yeah, he battled injuries here and there, but he's a guy, that, again, that could come in here, and I'm telling you, absolutely wreck shop as a pass rusher, and we needed that. You're yeah. speaking yeah. Venom. But listen, Venom, I got to get back to these lines, man. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. I want to hear from you. Definitely will, Joe. Definitely will. Have a good one, All right, one, man. man. Hey, let's, yeah, let's give Venom something. <laughs> Salutes to Venom. He knows what he's talking about, man. He drops his takes. We're going to keep getting to the lines, 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, we're going to my guy, Maxwell. Maxwell, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Maxwell, we are talking Jets wide receivers. They're old there, man. Give me your thoughts about this wide receiver core right now. You're looking at Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios is back. How much faith do you have in Denzel Mims to finally step up and be the guy that we need him to be, man? I think we're going to trade Denzel Mims. He sucks, like, really bad. I hope we trade him. He's not really that good. I mean, even though he he was a product under Adam Gase, he wasn't really that good of a receiver, honestly. Zero touchdowns in his entire career in two years. Jamar Chase – who was a rookie last year, had more touchdowns than Denzel Mims. I understand he was injured. I understand that the coaches don't want to put him in. But I just don't think Denzel Mims has that work ethic. I think he needs to get traded, and then we need to get Julio Jones because I think he's a right. true number one receiver on the Jets. Okay. Well, you look, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I, you know, I think Denzel, there's talent there. But like you said, if he's not seeing the field, if he's not on the field, then – what can you do with it? So now you look at the New York Jets wide receiver situation, and I want to know what would you do? Are you a, are you a guy that was upset when veteran guys like you know Robert Woods or Amari Cooper were traded, and you know the Jets weren't able to get in on the, on those trades, even though the value you know capital given up was so low? Even though um, I disagree because I think the value was too high. Um, Robert Woods has like a really big contract. Amari Cooper has a big contract. And, like, Amari Cooper and Robert Woods are declining. And I think we should sign Julio Jones. And I understand people that go, he's declined in two years. I get that. But okay. he was injured, but he was more because of injuries. It's not – he's still in his prime. Julio Jones, even though he's 33 years old, he was very good on the Falcons, and he's a very good deep threat for Zach Wilson. And we also should draft one in the draft as well. Forget – I hope the Jets select Trayvon Burks. He reminds me of a lot of Debo Samuels. Okay, okay. So you're a guy that wants to see Traylon Burks uh, drafted. Now, exactly, when do, you, when do you want to take him? Because there's a lot of talk about Traylon Burks possibly being available in the second round. So are you looking to take a guy in the second or are you looking to take a guy in the second? What are you doing there? It really depends. If Traylon Burks is um, not there later on in the draft, we should take him at 10. But if he fall, mm-hmm. somewhat falls, we can take him maybe in the second round. Okay, okay. Now, my final question for you, man, is would you be open, if you were the Jets GM, would you, you know, be open to trading down from four? You know, because there's a lot of talk about the Jets' options being open there. Would you trade down from four? And if so, what's the furthest you would trade down? So, it really depends. So, if Thibodeau's there, no. If Kyle Hamilton's still on the board, we'll still take Kyle Hamilton. It's like the best safety prospect. If, those, if both those players are not on the board, Trade down, but trade down to like nine. So we have back-to-back picks. Okay. So if you trade down to nine, who's your target there? So if I would um, trade down to nine, maybe getting a corner, 
maybe getting a wide receiver. Like, I would say maybe like a corner, like Sauce Gardner or Derek Singley. And then I tend taking trail on Burks. Okay, okay. So my final question for you, Maxwell, because you're bringing the heat tonight. Give me your thought about the hate on Makai Becton. What are your thoughts about him, and what are your thoughts about a lot of rumors about surrounding him, talking about the Jets would possibly look to trade him because they like a Quanu so much? They're not going to trade Makai Becton. I understand he was injured, but, like, um, Makai Becton was injured last year, and and people go and these people who bash him on social media, they just do this to get attention. Like, bro, he ran a 4-5, mm-hmm. he's in the weight room. Like, can any of those pl- people on social media, like, do you know how long it takes just to be in the – just even be fit on the field? It, like, takes so long. Like, and these fans, yeah. said, they just want posted on social media just to get attention. I said this in the last the last time, like, you were asked this question. These fans just, like, want to bash my guy back then because they want to be like, oh, they want to just be on social media. And, like, they can just bash where they want. But that's just not the reality is that these Jets fans just want attention on social media. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, Maxwell. Listen, Maxwell, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. Your call was phenomenal. Let me hear you. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, my friend. See ya. All right. Listen, Maxwell called in with some takes. That was a call from him. That was a call. I respect that. You know what I'm saying? Salute to all the savages in the chat. My guy, Kaiser Rev, says, if we trade down from 10, what is the furthest you'd like to trade down and who would you take? There's some options there. If we trade down from 10, I mean, we could move down a couple spots. I could see us moving down to maybe 13, maybe 14. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if it's in that range, that pass rusher situation still looks decent. Depending on how the board falls, we could still see Jermaine Johnson there. Garrett Wilson might be there. I'm saying we could take one of those guys. I could see that, but I'd be open to it. Salute to NY Jets FL in the, in the chat as well, known savage. NY Jets FL says, Joe, I would consider Stingley if we trade down. I hear you there, NY. Stingley is he's a good corner, but he's the injury. The injury concern is huge for me. That foot, if it's not fully healthy, and we can't guarantee that it's going to stay healthy, as a corner, that's going to that's gonna, that's gonna maul him for the rest of his career. And I don't know if I want to take that chance because as much as we talk about the New York Jets being in a good space because of free agency and we're turning things around, hitting on these picks is vital for our future. It's vital. We're turning the corner, and we're almost there to being a truly competitive team like we were the last time we made the playoffs, which was like I think 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, something like that. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a long time ago, okay? (laughs) We're almost there, turning the corner. We're building up capital. We're getting better. We're getting players. The culture is changing. We must hit on these players. And the Jets have a history, a history of having horrific luck with players that already have injury concerns. We can talk about D. Milner. We can talk about various players that we took that had injury concerns, and they came here, and it just did not work out. And I like Stingley. I know he's a you know big corner at LSU, phenomenal guy. That foot injury, not interested. Not interested. I just don't want to take them. It's too scary for me. We have too many other needs. And, again, I think our cornerback spot is really not in as bad of a space as a lot of people look. 
I, I really don't think a lot of people are looking at it like, hey, we got DJ Reed. We got Bryce Hall, who's a phenomenal number one corner. We saw him play extremely well. We went against the Bengals. He was covering Chase in that game and played extremely well. You got, you know, Eccles, who stepped up and played well. We got Carter, you know, Michael Carter II doing his thing too. And that's four corners. You know what I'm saying? And the system that really your your secondary can really, you know, do what we're seeing, uh, you know, our, our corners do, our young corners did last year, and now we bring in a guy, DJ Reed, who understands the system, who's going to be able to play well within it. I don't know, man. I think cornerback will be okay. I think we must address pass rush, though. We must. We must come out of this draft with more than just one guy. But I do like, you know, some corners from our, I will say that. I like Sauce. Sauce is a guy I like as well. But I don't know, man. I don't know if we necessarily take one. We'll see. So I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. Salutes to all the savages in the chat, man. Salutes. This was a heck of a show. A lot of fire spit. A lot of takes being thrown around, man. <laughs> Lots to talk about. I tell you what, this Makai Becton hate, people can't stand him. <laughs> people can't stand him. I, tell you, I got I got, I got into a lot of blow, a lot of fights about this situation. I think Makai comes back this year and really shows people what time it is. Once he gets fully healthy, he's gonna be uh he's gonna be ready to go. And I'm telling you, he's gonna crush a lot of people. So with that said, I'll close out. Listen, I wanna thank everyone for listening. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. I want to shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. As always, folks, as well, I'm on Twitter, YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. You want to follow me? I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. Maybe we'll have a Drake London jersey this upcoming season. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, if we're going to go wide receiver, there's a big guy from USC that, you know, had over 1,000 yards, eight games, balled out. Had over 100 yards in five straight games. Had over 170 yards against Notre Dame. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. But if you want to troll me, no issues, I'll troll you right back as well. I'm also on YouTube as well, okay? Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Go there, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You want to troll me, no issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge there as well, and I'll troll you right back. Hit those comments. We'll go back and forth in those comments too. And please give all my videos a thumbs up. Folks, when you see me in person, folks, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hug for everyone. Free hug for everyone. The hugs will always remain free. Don't let anyone tell you anything else. We'll never charge. The hugs will always remain free. I want to thank you folks for listening. Without you folks, I am absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and call into the show. Folks are the greatest. You folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah.